Usually. There it is. All right. So, okay. So we're, we're live now. And I get, I'll introduce myself. I'll start off first. So uh, guys, you guys know me. I'm uh, Chris Fagan with This is T3 Medias. And I'm doing a, a, a new podcast. We're going to have a discussion about the Amber Geiger uh, murder trial. And I've been invited uh, two new people that I've, I've been introduced to recently who are going to help me with this uh, discussion. And I'll let them uh, introduce themselves. Chauncey. Yes, hi. Am I saying that uh, name right? And yes, Sarah? Chauncey. Hi. Okay, so let's start off. Uh, Chauncey, let's in, we can introduce yourself real quick. Yeah, Chauncey Pham here, a realtor in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and also real estate investor here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area in East Texas. Awesome. And Sarah? I am Sarah Nowak. I have a staging company in the DFW area, Sarah Nowak Interiors. I work with a lot of investors and people like Chauncey. <laughs> and I'm Chris Fagan, a, uh, a advocate and a, 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 a huge supporter of the show Law and Order. So you know I'm 100% qualified to have this uh, conversation. No, I'm not. I'm just, I'm just like everybody else, just like Chauncey, just like Sarah. We're just, we're just people who watch the the trial uh, closely, and we're just going to share our opinions about it. So let's, without further ado, let's just start off right now with um, cultural impact. Does anybody have a, an opinion of, of what the cultural impact of, of this whole situation uh, has brought us? What, what do you what do you think, Chauncey? Sarah, what do you think is going on here? Um, so my my whole take on this and the whole reason that that I feel like this happened is because culturally, um, for whatever reason, and 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 so I, I'll start out by saying that I am moderately liberal. So that means I'm cool with guns, right? Like my husband has guns. And still carry license and all of that. So I'm not one of those people like take all the guns away. Um, but I do think that over time and where our culture is right now with guns, people almost feel empowered to do shit that they know that they really shouldn't be doing. Um, I feel like the, the movement um, of the gun culture has just empowered people to kind of devalue lives. Um, that's why we're seeing so many different, um, you know, old dudes at the gas station with some young kids in the car next to them playing loud music. Hey, kids, turn down your music. The kids say F off and they shoot a gun into the car. Um, yeah. You know, situations like that are happening because, like I said, these guns are making people feel like Billy Badass. So then when you marry that with kind of um, culturally this idolatry um, where there's a, a certain sub sector of society that like almost idolizes law enforcement. Um, I get it, like liking their authority and respecting their authority, um, appreciating the fact that they put their lives on the line for society, that's all good and dandy. But at the same time, we've got to hold them accountable. And there's this section of society that thinks that if we ever hold them accountable, that we're not necessarily respecting their authority and their position in society. And, and that married with this gun culture that we have, um, I think it's put a lot of law enforcement in some sticky situations because instead of trying to de-escalate situations, they're going in guns late. And I think that is the whole underlying issue um, with this case is instead of her taking a step back, she just, you know what? Somebody's in my apartment. Right. Whatever this asshole is, is about to get it. And she went in guns, guns blazing. And, and it was a huge. It, it, it reminded me a lot of the um, uh, Trayvon Martin, I think, because the one question that was asked of, of him was, would you have felt 
compelled to uh, walk up to, to this person that you in your head you said was looked suspicious, was dangerous. Would you have felt safe enough or compelled enough to follow him and walk up on him if you knew you if you didn't have a gun in your in your, uh, in your possession? Because right. if he was so dangerous looking, you didn't know if, if they had a gun or if they could have been a, a, a bigger threat. But you knew you had your gun. So you it went in there uh, into the situation knowing that you could you know, do what you need to do. And I'm not saying that that's um, it's not it's not a bad thing to be able to you know defend yourself or anything like that if there's if the situation is warranted. But when you're instigate when you're starting the fight when you're going into the ring uh, and the other person is, doesn't even know there is a ring doesn't even know what uh, that that's what's what's happening. It's just it's a it's a whole I don't even know how to explain it, but it's it's a whole mess. Uh, that that where people's lives are, are taken and and then after somebody's life is taken, I, I we, totally agree. We learn we learn more about the the victim's uh, dirt than the shooter. Like for Amber Geiger's case, we learned oh, yeah. more that we learned that that uh, he had marijuana before what before we even we don't even know what she had in her system or anything. We we hardly know anything about Amber Geiger except for what came out in the trial. But before the trial came out. They already began their smear campaign on, uh, on to try to justify his death because it's easy to do that to a dead body. Absolutely. To to, to, uh, to frame. What about you, sir? What do you what do you think about the the culture? Well, I agree, and I think you I think you made a really good point there because it happens every single time we have seen um, these stories in the news where a police officer is taking the life of an unarmed or. Um, uh, black man or woman that has is has not been found to be committing a crime now all of a sudden their character comes into question when things they've done in the past is really not relevant especially since the officer that's shooting them doesn't know that at the time so you know and people don't have to be completely innocent in order to deserve the the freedom to exist without fearing police Right. right so you know that innocence in that respect doesn't really matter. I mean, yes, marijuana is illegal in Texas and, and both of Jean was in Dallas with marijuana. So and I, yeah, marijuana and ice cream matter though. And, and the fact that people even dug that up and bring it up is, is to me, it's ridiculous because like you said, they're, they're trying to justify somehow or make him the bad guy and allow her to remain the good guy. Right. Which, we- and, and and that again goes back even to like what I was saying on the gun culture and, and just the empowering and kind of like what you just said, you know, people are allowed to do things wrong, but like not have to fear for their life from police. Let's just say, let's just pretend this was her apartment and let's just say he was in there robbing it. She was still outside in a safe space that she didn't have to go in. And since when is death the sentence for robbery? Right. Now, exactly. I feel like it's different if it's um, an individual because we do have that um, ability in Texas to protect our um, property. And so an individual that's armed can go in and say, yeah, I'm going to shoot uh, an intruder that's stealing or you know doing whatever inside of my house. But as a police officer on duty or not, they have a responsibility to uphold the law in, in a different way that allows for um just justice in for individuals and we we shouldn't be like you said there she you they're not judge and jury and executioner or they they are apparently but they're not supposed to be so right 
I think it was in the 80s that 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 um I don't know if you've seen those old movies where you see uh, a cop come into a situation and um the kids uh, or the not kid or the the suspect would run away and then the cop would, would uh say freeze and then start shooting. And I think it was in the 80s where the, uh, Congress had to change the law where you okay so officer if you're not in in immediate danger the the person the target was running away from you so there was no there's no justification for you know shooting them in the back just uh, resisting arrest or running away from the cops is not a death sentence so right. so you people well, get too trigger happy uh in in that situation now if you were protecting your home like you said i, I can understand it if if, uh, if, if there's an intruder in your house, you don't know what they have, then yeah, you, you're going to be compelled to uh, to defend yourself. The thing that I was upset about was that how quickly the prosecution was able to pick apart her whole story. I couldn't see his hands. Well, where could he have hit his hands? He was wearing underwear, shorts, uh, underwear without pockets. And he right. was sitting down. He was eating ice cream. And then here's the question. Doesn't he also have the right to stand his ground? Doesn't right. he have the right to defend his home? Right. Yeah. But when it's a cop involved, then it's then it's it's almost like, no, whatever that cop does to you is is, is fine. And we're going to make sure that, you know, you're smeared and you're the best no matter what. And right. that's the part that I, I always had to have a problem with. It's like, OK, what about his rights? What about him standing his ground? He was actually in his ground, 100 percent in the right. And then I said, I think I said that on Facebook to that um, to our um, mutual friend. Where I, well, what name if, if she gets off 100 percent or is found not guilty of murder? But then tell me what what did he do wrong? Right. Be yeah, because uh, allowing her to get off would suggest that you know he had some sort of role in in why that this happened, and obviously he didn't. But I think it also shows that you know racial bias at work because I think most of us have posited and agreed that if it was a white woman or a white man she probably wouldn't have shot that person. Mm -hmm. um, I think she was afraid and probably due to just general racial bias, people are, especially cops, are often um, seeing in Dallas when you have a high you know, ratio of black men committing crimes versus white men committing crimes because you're in areas that are more black people live there then yeah they make assumptions and you know obviously that's not right but we have to be able to recognize that when it happens and seeing her um police disciplinary records her text messages her social media posts they all speak to her character and they all kind of point in the same direction which is that she definitely walked into that situation and likely many many more with racial bias dictating her actions right agreed I oh go ahead go ahead uh oh no i, I just said i totally agree with sarah like I, I think she that was very succinctly put sarah why thank you Charlie. okay so let's go into the let's go deeper into the 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 murder the trial itself the whole you guys saw it the whole thing where she was she was crying and I, and I was talking before we started uh, streaming live, I was, I was talking about the what I call the Kim Kardashian defense where she's only thinking about herself. I feel that for me that this is impacting my life yeah. and you know, his, I can't, well, he died and I think this is gonna ruin my, uh, me and I'm gonna lose my job and, she, and like- Well, and you heard that in the 911 recording as well. Right. Her first reaction was, 
oh my God, my life is ruined. Not, oh right. my God, this man's dying. How do I save his life? Right. Which is, oh my God, I'm in the wrong apartment. Maybe I should, you know, try to uh, find some towels to stop the bleeding. Anything. Yeah. Anything. She, she immediately went to Selfie. continuing to text her, her, what, her boyfriend and, uh, and to complain about, you know, oh my God, I just, I just fucked up is what I think is what she, what she said. Yeah. Uh, and, and, People said that the text messages were should be irrelevant. What she said in the past should be irrelevant. Well, then if they were so irrelevant, why were they so important to her to delete them while he said while he was sitting there bleeding? I'll tell you why, because I felt like in her mind, she was like, oh my God, I just shot a black man in his apartment. These old text messages of me talking about Martin Luther King or something, like it's gonna look bad. I better delete these. Hell yeah, of course she did. As, as as much as she um, made some bad decisions, she's obviously not stupid because she knew exactly what was was going to be th- how that was going to implicate her. Right. Because uh, it I, did. I bet. Yeah. You know, I better call one eight hundred cover up. Before, you know, be, <laughs> be, uh, be, before uh, before this before this gets out. But I th- I thought that was the most damning thing where you had the the list of text messages messages on, on one side and then on the right side of the page it showed were they deleted yes or no and it was uh the, the word yes was next to the most damning you know one the comments about uh her black co-workers about martin luther king day and things like that it's like those were the ones she chose to delete right no go ahead oh no 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 i was just agreeing like that i mean that was that was very very damning um and it just it, it just kind of goes to show just the banter and the the unspoken biases that I mean if we're being honest that a lot of people still have regardless of race you know mm-hmm. um but just, the police force in my well, people never people always the, the ones that say that they never see race they never seem to see race when when they're defending themselves from something that just that just happened Right. All, that's always seems to be the situation. Oh, I, I, I've never, I never see race. Like, I, it, it's never, it's not a thing. It's not a, it's not possible. Everybody sees race, and there's nothing wrong with that. We're different, right. you know. There's white people, black people, brown people, Asian people. Everybody. I mean, there's different people. Why we don't have to pretend like we don't see that or like it doesn't exist? Well, the, those are always the, the same people. I feel like the, that say that are also the ones to, who always clearly see race whenever they feel like a um, like a, an Amber Geiger, exactly. for example, needs needs uh, needs the uh, defense. You're only trying to make an example out of her because uh, uh, she's white. All the uh, all the uh, people of color who have been uh, convicted for uh, BS charges that happened so long ago, you need to get over it and things like that. If you but you you can't claim to not see race and then tell people to to uh, uh to to you know turn a blind eye to to a certain one group over uh, over another when it benefits you. Absolutely, and and you know they always see race when it's a little white cheerleader that is is harmed by someone that's you know not white. Right. So that race is always seen then so you probably were right about that i'm sure she saw race when she was fearful that this black guy that was in what she thought was her apartment was what allegedly coming out uh, was coming at her you can't tell me she didn't see race afraid of thinking that there's a stranger in her apartment mm-hmm. that's obviously the, that's normal fear but you know obviously the decisions that she made leading up to that could mm-hmm. have prevented her even being in that situation. Like Chauncey mentioned earlier, if I walk up to what I believe is my apartment and the door is ajar 
and I hear noises like a TV or people talking coming from inside, gun or not, police officer or not, I'm going to stand outside the door and call 911, at least for the sake of having backup. And so that I'm not in a situation where I might be harmed, even if I feel comfortable that I have a, a weapon and I know how to use it. Because so, exactly, because where, because where was he going to go? I mean, right. it was, it's possible maybe he could have gone out the, ba- the back and jumped off a balcony off a fourth, uh, fourth yeah. floor. But then you would no longer be in danger. Right. Only other, the only other uh, direction to go would be out the front door. And if he knows that you're out there, possibly with a gun, yeah, right. probably not going to make a move. Exactly. Exactly. And and that split second decision is, is what changed everything. And, and um, I mean, I've, I've told many people this guys, I've been to that apartment complex. The girl that used to do my hair actually lived in that complex. Is it, and, is it as confusing as people uh, that's residents that are there say it is like, like legit, legit almost every time that I went to go get my hair done, I was on the wrong floor <laughs> because they are there, were, are there not, mar- are the doors not marked? Not really. Like it's just concrete halls and, it just depends on like where you park. And then when you go in, you just have to kind of know what floor you're on. I'm pretty sure there are some markers somewhere, but they're obvious. They're, they're obviously not very distinct. If so many people have this issue, like every time I went there to get my hair done, I would be on the wrong floor. That's that's, that's just weird because all the, doors door exactly the same. A, all the doors should at least have a number to the left or the right of it. I mean, that, there's the doors nothing. do have a number and they have like a light. So they have like a vertical light and then there's like the vertical apartment number but because they it just all look exactly alike and all of the lights are the same color and you're just down this concrete hall and like she was in the middle of you know sexting her boyfriend at the time right. so she, you know yeah, I mean, she you distracted and you know walked into your own house and done something stupid like put your keys in the refrigerator you know what i mean and right. so in a situation like this just because it really did all look the same and i've been there I, I totally understand that part of what happened. I, I I genuinely understand that. But all of her actions, once she made it to the door and actually thought somebody was in, the fact that she thought she was Billy Badass right. and needed to go in guns blazing and eliminate whatever threat she perceived to be inside instead of taking a step back and evaluating the situation, that split second could have given her just the clarity to realize, oh, shit. I'm not even at my apartment. This guy broke into my house, yeah. rearranged all my furniture, included <laughs> more furniture, and proceeded to eat my ice cream. That's pretty much what her defense was. Yeah. Well, yeah. And like I said in that thread, um, it's it, what Chauncey just described is with the difference between when it went from being I made a mistake to I made a bad decision. And that's where the murder conviction comes in they were like oh no it should be manslaughter because she just made a mistake but she didn't she made a mistake by going to the wrong floor and to the wrong apartment but once she knew that that there was something wrong inside the apartment and she drew her weapon and and decided that she was going to kill the threat inside instead of calling backup instead of calling backup that's when she made a bad decision and that's when it was a a manslaughter type um you know situation to being this is just murder i mean she yeah she didn't she didn't make the choice to go to the wrong apartment she chose to draw her gun right and and that was her that was her own words and i had to explain to um to my stepdaughter about i reminded us i said well there's there is a, a failure to was it what is it called? I think you just said it, Chauncey. Failure to render aid law. 
And mm-hmm. it was uh, it became uh, real uh, popular and forced after the death of what, Princess Diana, uh, Diana. So you're in a situation where where um, if you, within reason, if you can uh, lend a hand or, or if you if, like I say you witness a murder, you witness a guy walk up to another guy and shoot him uh, and and, uh, and then run away. And you're the only person that saw it and you have your cell phone in your hand and you just decide to just, you know, go to Starbucks and just ignore it. Then you you had a hand in that person's uh, not shooting him. But if that person died, you had a hand in his uh, his death, because if mm-hmm. you would have taken the time to call the cops or, or call the ambulance, maybe the ambulance would have got there in time and uh, and save that uh, person's life, which was exactly what she was 100 percent guilty of. Instead yeah. of calling 911, she called her her boyfriend to and started you know complaining about that. And then when uh, the paramedics showed up, did you? try to uh, you're trained for this did you try to do anything for him nope i'm just you know standing here you know, watching his ice cream melt and watching yeah. him bleed sitting there crying you know woe is me my life is ruined right. while this man's gasping for his last breaths i mean that takes a really sick person in my opinion to sit there and, and do that so i'm glad she's <laughs> behind bars and you know is is having to suffer the consequences of of that type of behavior because it's kind of disturbing right to, to have that no, a lack of empathy on it which led to I mean, uh, her getting what um the jury the jury went out was moving on to the to the verdict so the the jury finally came back with a conviction of what 10 years which was well way below what i thought she i had the over and under at 30 and a lot of people on my page thought uh let's see if i can find anything here that shows it a couple yeah, exactly. people said what uh, ten years just announced. Let's see. A lot of comments that said maybe you know she's going to get less. A lot of people thought she was going to get less than thirty, and um, and that's exactly what she got. So as far as the verdict, fair, not fair. What do you think? I think fair. I mean, I think the jury. I read the jury, um, which was we know mostly women and people of color. Um, the, I, they took about five minutes to all agree that she was guilty mm-hmm. because it was just so clear based on her testimony, mostly that she was guilty. I mean, she committed this crime and there was no option to come back with a not guilty verdict. In my opinion, I mean, that would have just been inaccurate. Great. I thought that, um, I was trying to listen closely to what uh, how the judge was describing that uh, that form. I never saw that before. That there's a form you have to sit in front of, and you you check this box if you if you're trying to keep it at the uh, the minimum. Then then another box is if she can get the max and things like that. If if you believe she was in this state of mind or that state of mind, things like that. I didn't know that it was like that. I thought it was just like yeah, that old movie Twelve Twelve Angry Men. They just go in there and they just start you know hashing it out. Yeah, I've never actually. Um been a juror before but I, I didn't know it was like that either but you know the jurors did say that they felt that the 28 years that the prosecutors uh, the prosecution asked for was harsh I mean everybody knows that you know understands that obviously she this wasn't a premeditated act and so and you know you feel for someone who ma- makes a, a shitty decision in a you know shitty state of mind and then has to suffer like this for it. But I mean, obviously she has to be punished, you know, this right. because because you know. if you don't, you're going to it comes back to my uh, original question. Then it, then you have to convince me what it what did he do? 
that was right. so bad that he deserved that he deserved the the uh I felt okay I remember saying this to someone yesterday um at at the very minimum this was a, an assault an assault okay, think about it this was a, a fight where then if, if somebody uh got into a fist fight with another person and then uh somebody uh died or well if they don't die then you you can be charged with assault uh, aggravated assault with the with a deadly weapon Mm -hmm. So I felt like whatever, and if, if anything, since it was his home, since, like I said, he didn't know that he was getting in this boxing match with this person with the gun. He didn't know a fight was about to happen, but a, 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 a gunfight came to him and in, in his own home. So at the very minimum, I felt like whatever the maximum of a assault with a deadly weapon is, I felt like that should be the floor of what she should have gotten. And then whatever above that up to murder uh, uh, should be what, what the I, I don't know why, but I just felt like that should have an assault with a deadly weapon should have been the minimum should have been the, whatever the maximum of an assault with a deadly weapon is should have been the minimum of what she yeah, could have gotten. And I, I agree. I mean, I don't see why uh, that. I mean, it makes total sense. What do you think, uh, Johnson? I mean, the verdict of murder, I thought was, was fine, but. I mean, are we kind of moving on to the sentencing part? Um, I, I thought I thought all of it was fair. I, I do, mm -hmm. and and here's here's another reason why. Um, oftentimes in in these cases, I think a huge grievance that people of color have is that we don't feel like we get a fair shot, right? There's yeah. typically an all white jury. There's typically a white judge, um, and you've lost before you even started. In this one, it was a mostly people of color jury, and the judge was a woman of color. And, and a lot, well, a lot of people probably felt like which was unfair, which would probably be unfair to her. Which would be unfair to her. So, I like, actually, people saying that that was unfair to Amber because it does doesn't reflect the demographics of the city as a whole. Mm -hmm. But in my opinion, I think if she would, if she would have gotten ninety nine years. That would have been the huge argument that the the right. jury, the judge, and everybody was biased against her because of who she, because of what she is. That that I'm telling that's yes, that's, that's exactly what everybody would have said. But you did you're right though. We did we skipped from we uh, we did pass up the uh, the victim impact statements. Which one stood out uh, to, uh, to you the most? Of course, the brother. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, um, I mean that was that was probably the most moving like humane thing that I've ever seen somebody, you know, do. And mm -hmm. and like you said before, that guy showed up every day to court with his Bible in his hand. And right. you could tell just from the way that their parents spoke and the way that everyone spoke about the victim that like, they didn't just talk about being Christian. Like they, they walked that walk. Right. And um, I felt like his impact statement, I, I think she has the opportunity to change who she is. Um, while she's in prison, and and if it goes the way that I I hope it it goes, is she'll use this as an opportunity to get. I mean, when she gets out, she'll be less than she'll be younger than forty years old. But maybe she'll, you know, that that impact statement and him embracing her may actually help her come out and and do something big, you know, for society. But I know for me personally, um, in that moment when he did that, I was like, damn, Chauncey, you want to punch this other realtor in the face from this transaction you did last week? Let that shit go. Right. If if anything, it it made me it made me think of that. I got I I went on a whole rant on um 
on somebody's Facebook page where I feel like we because we were talking earlier about like, like people shouldn't have shouldn't be more upset than the actual victim when it right. comes to when, whether it's a, a racist or prejudiced act or a joke or something like that. If if somebody said uh, something prejudiced or did something racist against like a, an Asian person and that Asian person didn't take any offense by it or or uh, as a whole, like let's say like the majority of Asian people would hear that joke and be like, that's ah, not that's I'm not offended by it. But the but the majority of black people would be like overly offended for them. That's I don't feel like that's that's necessary. If the I mean, person I, that that the joke was uh, targeted at or the or the or the thing that happened to them uh, isn't isn't at a, like I said a level ten, then you shouldn't be at a fi uh, fifteen. So attacking the brother for hugging her and and whatnot, I think they totally missed the the, the point. The whole point. It went right over their head because he, he didn't do that for her. It was he did for that him. for him. And I do agree with you when it comes to things like jokes and stuff that we definitely shouldn't be more offended for someone else than yeah. they are for themselves. But when it comes to a crime being committed, we have to demand justice because this speaks to a larger issue um, in, in our city and in our nation. And we have to make sure that we're, that people are held accountable for their actions. And it's, I'm, Maybe I wouldn't do it, but I'm, I have no um, way. It's not my place to say that Brant should not have forgiven her or embraced her or anything like that, because spiritual forgiveness is, is totally separate from legal justice. Yeah, exactly. To say she deserves to be uh, punished. Just like the mother, Allison um, said, look, we, we, we wanted a longer sentence, but we're happy that we got the, you know the the conviction it could have it could have easily have been not guilty right it right. could have gone a whole other way and, and either way though i think this that that brant would have forgiven her because right. that was like you said chauncey this is in his heart to do and he's walking the walk um that he talks and and that's great that's that's good for him and a lot of people wouldn't react that way and some people are praising him saying yes this is what we should be we should all do but the uh, people that are know, attacking him for for doing it they're what what you said earlier that's the point that they're missing they're 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 merging the sentencing or the punishment or the fact that she's guilty and and merging that with his actions of of forgiving her uh, uh for it there was a two yeah, separate totally. uh, two separate things they they Agreed. it's people out there online right now saying that because he, like he's got a slave mentality or something like that because of the fact that he uh, that he forgave her no he doesn't he doesn't uh he's that that's an insult it's it's his brother that's an insult to his uh, his own brother he uh, right. would say that that's almost saying that he, that he believes his brother deserved what he got right and you know that's not the case so well uh, that, i'll pass on commenting on the slave mentality because i am white so i don't think that's really my i, I mean that's it's none of my business. Or no, it's the other black people on on Facebook are saying that they're mad at him for forgiving her because it's like, right. it's like we're I, letting we're letting too much it. stuff go. Yeah, and I've seen that, and I mean, like I said, I won't comment on that because I can't say that's wrong or to believe or that's it's wrong. Right. You, it's wrong. But, so I wasn't, wasn't going to put you on the spot like that, Sarah. As a black woman, how do you feel, Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> But it's it's his right to forgive someone. That's his that's his right. It's, right. So people need to leave him alone. You can't, and that's, and that's like, the way that he chooses to heal. And, exactly. and you know these, these same people that say that he's wrong for forgiving Amber Geiger, um, are trying to get the family to forgive the uncle that's been touching the, the nieces since 1983. 
So exactly, they're the same people that will also go to church, and they're obviously not listening to uh to no. what you know they're reading and what they're saying. It's exactly what what Jesus would have done. He would have forgotten. But yeah. it's it's the what they're really. I feel like what they're doing. The ones that are online making these comments. What they're really saying is. They're mad at themselves because they know that and it's not. I don't feel like there's anything wrong with admitting. I, I said it myself. I wouldn't have been strong enough to forgive them. I would have. I would have definitely said, I, I hope you. Uh, yeah, you deserve to die. And I hope you burn in hell in a Samuel right. Jackson voice. I would. I know I would have. But I'm not going to say that that uh, uh, that he is a, has a slave mentality because he walked the walk. Unless I could approve that he's never been to church, he only brought that Bible like the day of the trial and was just doing it, you know, for the first. Right. But even then, we don't know that he he because of what happened to his brother, he didn't give himself to Christ at that very moment, which Christians are still supposed to take at face value when a person says, "I am now a, uh, a Christian." Uh, that that's it. You don't question that. Right. You don't you don't judge a person when they say that. And I think people also forget that. He lost his brother, what, like a year ago? I yeah. mean, this didn't just happen. Mm -hmm. the, the trial was just, just came to a close. But Damn, the, that's the, right. Why do I feel like, uh, you just hit me with, why do I feel like this, this just happened like a couple of weeks ago? I mean, and losing your, obviously losing someone you love in a tragedy like this doesn't just go away in a year, but mm -hmm. you he's had time to process the event. He's had time to process um, you know, grief and, and hopefully, you know, I'm sure pray and, you know, come to terms with it, at least in, in a way that I'm sure he, it it's going to take more time to, you know, be okay. But he's obviously at a point where he was ready to forgive her and, yeah. and let that part go. And, you know, that's, that's his place to do it. I mean, there's no, I think people are forgetting that this didn't just happen. Right. Yeah. You're, yeah, you're right. You just you just hit me with that fact. I, I don't know why, because of the verdict is so fresh that I'm, yeah. I'm like the shooting just only happened a couple of days ago or something like that. And I, knew, I knew that wasn't the case, but that's how I kind of felt. It doesn't seem like it, it happened that long ago, but right. yeah, yeah, it was a year. But it was a year. Yeah, you're right. So there, and the people that are out there defending, uh, so uh, for the next stop of people who are defending Amber Guy, I put the word out. Nope, I didn't get any response. I don't think anybody really... <laughs> Uh, wants to to chime in too much about defending her. <laughs> so well, I mean, and I think this just goes back because I've I've seen quite a a bit of it on my social media, and mm -hmm. and again, it goes back to the very first thing that we talked about, mm -hmm. which is just kind of culturally the idolatry behind like people literally idolizing law enforcement. Right. They put their lives on the line every day. They do this. They do that. Man, that's the job they chose. Right. <laughs> that like you that. signed up for that. Yeah. That's yeah. Like, just like just like in the the military, like people people say the the same thing. The people always feel like just by bringing up the military that that's that's going to be the end of the conversation. No, no. Human people are still people. People right. in the military, people in the police department can still make mistakes, and they like you said, Sarah, make, make bad decisions. Absolutely. Well, culture of of any any um questioning their behavior is immediately squashed as you're not a patriot or right. that is what has created this situation that we're in where we have right. you know, police getting away with shit Absolutely. like we stop I, brought, doing that. I brought up that whole thing with uh going off topic for a second like with uh with with the president where 
I felt like it was an insult to the troops where he was defunding uh, the the Pentagon and uh, and whatnot. I was like, I, and I went, I worked overseas, uh, contracted for the military for six years, so I know what those budgets and what what they need uh, that for. But then I, I then I got one of his supporters going, oh boo hoo, little army boy can't doesn't want doesn't like what the commander in chief is saying. Like they will they will to make to. to um, to support their, their agenda, they will even attack the troops. Right. When it's, I, mean, I agree, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, that's I, the, I, in my opinion, the president has done a lot of things that would be offensive to um, troops, but we'll be back. On, we'll be back on that uh, uh, tomorrow. <laughs> but, but the the whole mentality like you were talking about earlier with the whole mentality about gun worshiping and, and whatnot are we afraid uh, that uh, one of the uh, one of the democratic nominees are going to take away the guns uh, uh, be, uh because of because they're what the what the fear is that like what happened in australia for example very conservative place at the time but then when they banned the those assault uh, weapons then the uh, the the shooting the number of deaths by those types of shootings went down dramatically mm -hmm. they're they're afraid like just like with healthcare they're afraid to implement it because they know deep down in their hearts that if it starts to work if those numbers those deaths start to go down they know that the the, the chances of bringing it back will never ever uh come uh come up and uh, will go back up again just like cigarettes, not the second you took it out of the restaurants. People yep. now it's then try lighting up a cigarette now in a place which you're not supposed to. Oh right. my god! Exactly. Oh my god! What the hell are you doing? But in the <laughs> '90s, it was like smoke up. <laughs> totally agree, and I'm I'm with I'm like on the same page as Chauncey as far as like I'm a very moderate liberal. I definitely, I mean, I'm we're from Texas, so we we believe in in our right to bear arms, and we're we don't we're not ready to give that up yet, but. At the same time, I we it's just common sense that if you take the guns away, then the the gun related crimes, deaths, and injuries are going to go down. Whether or not we're willing to give that up in order to achieve that result is a different story. But it's it's just common sense that it would work. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's obviously it's, not going to prevent it all yeah, because yeah. find them all. Never everybody's not going to give them up, but it would definitely decrease significantly. It would have it would have made a huge difference in uh, in this man's life, uh, yeah. and, and 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 but like so like we said earlier, if she didn't have a gun on her at the time, would she have then would she have taken the appropriate steps? Would she have called for backup? Even yes, even with the embarrassment of backup showing up and them going, Amber, this isn't your fucking apartment. <laughs> That's better. I mean, this is a woman who and, uh, we talked about when we went back on the the victim impact statement. I, I'll tell you, I forgot to tell you what the what the one that that was. Uh, I think I don't know was it the victim impact statement or was it during the trial? The thing that stuck out the most to me was that former uh, officer who or that or that uh, coworker of hers that said that revealed that she had a, a prisoner in custody that she let get away handcuffed. Yeah. I talked about how bad of a cop that she was. I didn't expect that. I didn't expect another officer to come. I was like, uh oh, they 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 officially that boys in blue thing is not happening anymore. Right. They are throwing her under the bus. They are disassociating themselves uh, from her. That's that was the, the most impactful <laughs> statement that I that I saw. I was uh, there. impacted by the the um, president of the Dallas Police Association, uh, Sergeant, I don't know, Mata, turning off the dash cam. Mm. Talk to her. I mean, I feel like 
you don't do shit like that if you don't know that something wrong happened you know oh, yeah while while she was while she was an officer oh yeah they were going to do whatever it took to 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 trash his character and protect her but when they couldn't keep her on the force anymore the second i feel like the second she was fired they didn't care they go do whatever you like, do whatever you want to do with her because they don't they don't want to themselves to be implicated they want to just let her take the fall mm-hmm. or really this is a larger issue yeah the prosecution talked about how it's a it's a culture in the police department there in Dallas that needs to be because this has happened too many times before he brought up a lot of other cases in the 80s and the 90s where the 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 verdict was very different and it's because the police will immediately go into the whole uh, uh, you know, protect mode and cover because they know pro- prosecute. It's very hard for prosecutors too to to also prosecute other cops because they they know then that if um they won't you're not they won't cooperate with the, with for, uh, future cases because you just you just got my partner arrested and put in jail. So why should I help you? Uh, uh, prosecute. They 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 know that it's not the way it's supposed to be. And it, it, this, but it's the way it is. This might sound extreme, or maybe not to you guys, but. If, if that's the case, then how can we say any of them are good if if they're willing to 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 behave that way and say, well, I didn't break the law, but you you nailed my brother. So I'm not going to cooperate with you in the future. That is jeopardizing the the sanctity of our justice system. And that person shouldn't be an officer either. Right. That, I think it goes into a whole fear thing about what other <laughs> cops will think of them. Quote, bad apples are we talking about? Are we talking about more bad apples than good ones? I mean, that I think it brings it, that into question seriously because we have to be able to trust that our police officers are, you know, going to have integrity thing and have integrity. And it seems like we're the more we, we start pursuing cases like this, the more we see that. Many of them do not. It's a, it's probably, it's a mob mentality thing. You, you're more afraid. You, you probably are w- willing to do the right thing, but if the everybody around you, you know that they're gonna, you don't know who's going to be the one to, to come ag- against you. Is it, is it your supervisor? Is it your, is it your partner? And how many of them are? You're, you're always going to be outnumbered. So the easiest thing to do is to, to give. So, it, there's a movie about to come out on this exact same topic with the, with the dash, with the web, the dash cam or the, or the uh, body cam. Uh, yeah. black, a black officer that catches her partner uh, and, uh, and other cops committing a crime, then she has to pretty much join forces with the, with the gang <laughs> to, to expose these guys. There have been lots of movies about it. There was the documentary, The 7-5, which was, you know, kind of dealing with that same subject, which is that you've got a few dirty cops and then you've got some moderate cops with wishy-washy integrity and they're willing to turn the other way or even become involved in order to not be blackballed by their fellow cops. So, I mean, in that case though, then those cops who are wishy-washy become bad cops. Whereas before maybe they weren't, but then they become one, one by, you know, association. Okay. Here's, here's a scenario as a, as a realtor. So Chauncey, we're, mm-hmm. me and you are both real estate brokers. All right. Let's I'm let's not go. a broker. I'm an agent. I have to correct you. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm the only real estate broker here on this panel. I just yeah. want everybody to hear that. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So on my firm, I'm, uh, you know, like, let's say that I have the number one firm in the, in the world. Like Remax is like so jealous of Chris Fagan. Right. Okay. And, uh, but, and you've been, you, you're on the other side of the deal and you see 
you see I'm cutting these corners, you see I'm doing this and that and the other, and, um, and I'm totally going against all of the uh, Trek uh, uh, rules and whatnot. But you know for a fact that I, uh, the governor is like me and him, we go golfing every week, uh, weekend. Uh, you could blow the whistle on me, you could, you could uh, say something against me, but you know that I'm well connected. How easy is it for you to go, you know what, this, this, this fight, this ain't, it's, it's I can't. Not, not, yeah. I can't and I won't. And and that happens. No, but, right but, now. but I'm saying how easy is it like for people who do say that, like, you know, how with that with that pressure, how easy is it for people to just go? Not this time. I'm not saying you. Would oh, yeah. It. Yeah. No, no. I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying um, in, in with us just being in like a self-policing industry, right, mm. of, of real estate, um, mm. we are the ones that kind of police ourselves. How many times have you let something slide? Especially on an agent that is a crazy high producer or that works for a really large, well-known brokerage that you know what they're doing is totally wrong. But like, do you want that headache? <laughs> do you want to be labeled as like that agent that blew the whistle and tattled to track on, you know what I mean? Over, over this, is it really that big? Um, and I mean, if, if that exists in real estate, which isn't really a detriment to society. It's not then, it's not life altering, right? You know, real estate. But but then, of course, if it's hard for us, then it's definitely going to be hard for police officers that, right, you know, right. I mean, they they put their lives on the line every day and back each other up. So, right, so yeah, right. I mean, it's tough. And that's you'll, a lot of pressure. See that, you'll see that mentality, especially from that one uh, one officer who's justifying doing that bad act and goes, I, I put my life on the line for these people. I forgot what I saw when a cop said that. I put my life on the line for these people every day. So when, whenever, so in his mind, he was thinking, if, when I made this one mistake, I should, I should get a pass, because these, because these people are like, uh, not are being ungrateful because of the fact that I'm constantly putting my life on the line, you know, uh, you know, for them. So I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be punished when I accidentally, you know, shot one of them by mistake, but that was hundred percent innocent. Because you should take. It's almost like, a, it's almost like a guy, uh, a guy's defense whenever he gets caught uh, doing something uh, wrong or. <laughs> or maybe he's upset uh, right. with, his, with his wife or a girlfriend because maybe of, of something. Be done, but I've been paying the bills for the last six months, so it should I should get a pass. Ex exactly, yeah. it's almost that exact mentality. It's like whenever, <laughs> like with my, with my with my ex, I used to remember was thinking all the time, like I I, I made I I forgot to um to wash the dishes or do this one this day. So in the middle of the argument, like she's she's talking to me or yelling at me as if I I didn't. I I didn't you know do this perfectly the whole week. It doesn't matter that I did it perfectly Monday to Monday through Thursday. I forgot to do it on Friday, and that's all we're focused on. Right. It's like you don't get a you don't get a pass. Yeah. You know, that's a that's an opposite you know kind of a scenario. But it's almost like what what they think. It's like I I protect I I put the badge on, I put the vest on, and I go out there patrol every day. So I, I made this one mistake, and it's like they're not gonna they're not gonna give me a, a pass. Like no. No, they're not. No, it's, it's when your mistake affects the livelihood of other people, then mm -hmm. yeah, no, you don't get a pass. Just like we don't get a pass. I mean, next time I get pulled over for mm -hmm. speeding or something, or let me just go, uh, you know, smoke a joint down the <laughs> down the road. And what about all the other times I wasn't smoking it? Yeah, when a cop comes up to me, I'd be like, well, this is just my one mistake. Uh, like, you know, for the past five years, I didn't smoke a joint on the street at all. So let me just have this one pass. It doesn't work like that, you know? Right. 
yeah, yeah, I, yeah, Chauncey. What about all the other times I didn't cheat? <laughs> well, I mean, it, again, it just it all goes back to kind of the same thing that we keep talking about. It's just like people just idolize law enforcement, and 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 now they feel like they're on an on a pedestal, and and they're in this elevated position of society. Um, and what people don't understand is that respect for authority and respecting their position in our society um, is not a mutually exclusive concept that's separate from accountability. Yeah. Yes. You can you can hold someone accountable and still respect their authority at the same time. Like you can say, mom, I love you and I know you're my mom, but you fucking up today. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the same thing. And I and just want to uh, mention, and I don't know how much time you guys have with me, so I'll, I'll keep talking as long as you guys want. But everybody who's out there that's that's listening and, and whatnot, feel free to chime in. I, I'll see the comments. It'll it'll come up. And if you want to join the conversation, uh, or ask a question, I'll, I'll see it right here in the uh, in the comment section. So I just want to put that out there. Some people have been listening and coming in and out, but nobody really wants to say anything. Man. So feel free. Uh, any, anything you guys want to type in, I'll, I'll see it. But go. I'm sorry, Chauncey, what were you saying? Go ahead. Oh no, that was that was all. I was just saying those are not mutually exclusive concepts. Like yeah. you can respect authority and and back the blue and still say, you know what? Sometimes you guys screw up, and we got to make sure that we're not doing that. Um, especially if we're going to to make sure that society um functions the way that it should and, and respects you know cop, that cop, position. Cop, cop culture is the one group that's really quick to push that button. Effect, especially if they're in a situation where they're talking to a guy. Like, how many videos have you guys seen where uh, the person that the cop is talking to or or um, or, or arresting or holding for questioning knows their rights and they say that out loud? Oh, I know the law, and you know you don't have the right to ask me for my ID unless I did something wrong or for somebody. If there's actual calling, and the second that that cop feels like they they're being embarrassed or disrespected it it comes from a one to a to a ten immediately then it's like are you disrespecting me are you then it's it, then almost anything can happen after it just goes into a whole different direction of respect and not being embarrassed in front of his co-workers or something like that yeah i i totally agree that's and that's a really um that's a that's a dangerous game to play with a cop especially if you're a black male because you're you're the the number one target usually i mean for stuff like that so i've seen it happen with with black men and then they end up getting shot or their face stepped on on the you know pavement and then you got these you know white dudes doing it and they just okay go on your way you know so it's it's obvious that there's a it's not just about the respect and embarrassment there's mm. there's racial bias at work that that has to be addressed it has so, to. so did you see we have a comment actually from donald guys and he thinks that she should be let free um where i don't i don't see, I don't see that must be is it is it on the um is it on the yeah it's on facebook or? it's okay. on facebook live yeah. oh they're not they didn't comment it on the uh on the uh, on the video here directly. Yeah, but, it's on the live stream. I'm just streaming, and Donald says she should have been set free. Anything to raise money. I think she has suffered enough. So I mean, there are a lot of people that sympathize with her, you know, because ultimately I, I do think it was a, a mistake. But I mean, somebody died, so I just 
I just, she, I don't okay, okay, Donald. Okay, Donald. Here's the here's the state. Okay, I see it now. She yeah, she should have been set free. Anything to raise money. I think she has suffered an, uh, enough. Uh, more more than the dead guy, is the question. Uh, she's she's. Wait, uh, are you yeah. I'm, my my question is. Oh. Did she suffer. Did she suffer? Did did Amber Geiger suffer more <laughs> than the person she killed? <laughs> well. That, Answer it's, it's impossible. No. <laughs> so, so it's like, so again, I, when I when I see a comment like that, I, I immediately think to myself, so what did he do wrong? And there's never really a good answer, uh, a reply, uh, reply to that. It, back and and on the streets, when we were talking about, like, when a police officer um, um, arrest is trying to arrest somebody, and then the whole thing goes out of hand, and you can almost say anything. Well, you should always listen to the cop. You should always comply. It right. doesn't matter if you know you weren't doing anything wrong and if, and you just proved it or whatever. You know, no, the cop just told you to get on the ground and, you know, and you know, take the, the position of a criminal. It doesn't matter how you feel. You know, there, there was a police officer that was with his son and it was going back. And, I mean, there was a, a man that was with his son and he was going back and forth with this police officer that was um, I think he was uh, giving somebody a ticket. And the, and the guy was a pastor and, um, and the police officer got in his face and was like, you um, they, they had words and whatnot. And the, the guy could, if he was by himself, he could have just let it go and be like, all right, whatever, and walked away. But he said, I, but he was with his son. He, he, he wanted to, he was walking, he knew, he said that he was walking a very fine line. He couldn't, he, he could have just let it go because this cop could have been crazy and just would have blown it out of proportion and probably did something to him. But he didn't want to set the example for his son that it was okay for the cop to disrespect him and and, de and uh, dehumanize him as a man for for no good reason. And so he was walking a very fine line, and I think he I felt like he did it uh, uh, properly. But it could have it could have gone very bad. He could he could have gotten killed in front of his son. It could have it could have been. Um, so he took a lot of people take risks, and I I don't I don't think that people think about the risks that people black or white doesn't matter i don't think they think about the risk that people are in when they know they're not involved it's easy after the fact to go you should have did this or you should have did that yeah i mean but i agree with that but if you're in it you don't know what you would do to yeah it's easy to say i would do this or i would do that when you're not actually in that situation but you know we, we all kind of have an idea of what we might do and of course that can definitely change when you're actually in the situation. But, you know, I think it's important that we all agree that we should all be respectful to one another. Like unless a cop is being just horribly disrespectful to you, there's no reason to just have an attitude right at the start of an interaction with a police officer. So I just want to establish that. So I'm not like misunderstood. I'm not a cop hater and I don't, you know, disrespect cops or anything like that. I think there should be mutual respect and, you know, police should respect us as citizens just as much as we should respect them. And if we all walk into encounters it with that mentality, then I think we would have fewer incidences. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I know that's um, we're getting off. Uh, we we went off. We went longer than I expected. Yeah. And so I know it's, it's getting. But I'd love to uh, have this conversation well, on a different topics because I and I told you, Sarah. I said I knew it. I felt I I said that if this went over the way I felt like it was going to go, the, the 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 back and forth, and I felt like it was strong, I was going to invite you guys again. So welcome to the show. 
Because <laughs> I'm definitely going to have you guys on again. I don't know if you want to. We can uh, we can talk about other hard hitting topics like this. We can talk about um, and th I mostly talk about entertainment stuff. But every now and then I I, I do hit topics uh, like this. And I want to get people's uh, opinion uh, about it. So I appreciate you guys, you know, taking the time to um, to sit down and, and talk with uh, uh, me. And um, because you guys know a lot about a little and a little about a lot of things, and I and I can already I can tell you always, you you guys have really this has impacted you and. A, a tremendous way and I'm, and I'm glad you've got had the time to share it with us well thank you chris thank thanks, you sarah yeah thanks for inviting me so any oh. is there any closing statements anybody want to share before we before we sign off well i was just gonna let you know i'm going to see the joker tonight so i don't know if you've seen it yet but i know you usually talk movies so i will my review will, will be coming up uh, on that in the next few minutes actually oh really yeah. well maybe i'll watch Outstanding. And Chauncey, I'm going to talk to you later about some real estate stuff because that whole scenario about, about me being bigger than Remax was not true. <laughs> but I think you knew that. That's why you uh -huh. laughed so We're gonna hard. Talk. We're going to talk. <laughs> Before the show, I told her, I said, why, Sarah, why did you introduce me to this realtor that's just making me feel bad about myself? I, I, you, <laughs> that, you, just, you, just, you did that on purpose, but it's all good. Bob. Chauncey makes us all look a little less than... She goes, she, goes, she goes, Chris, I'm just trying to make you better. Okay, that's why. That's why I, I, I put you guys in touch. She's a pro and shit. Obviously. I saw the YouTube channels where exactly. she said... Well, go, subscribe. go subscribe. Go, go subscribe to Chauncey Fam on, on YouTube. Uh, She's kicking ass out there uh, in Dallas. What about you, Sarah? you have anything that you want to plug uh, any uh, your business or anything like that? I mean, if anyone needs some badass staging in uh, DFW, hit me up. Badass staging indeed. She does all of our properties, so she's pretty amazing. Outstanding. And as for me, guys, you already know, talking to the medias and uh, Credit Realty, that's that's the name of my firm. Um, if if you guys want, uh, please like and subscribe to the channel. I appreciate your, uh, your time. Uh, continue the conversation, hit the comments, and uh, put it in the box. Let us know what you guys think about the case. And um, until next time.